0: Is AI right for your business? This episode will help you to decide. Don't AI become a liability. Listen to this episode to learn how to avoid some common mistakes and unlock the power of AI for your business. Hi, my name is sam Eric Rutman, and this is the Social Hotelier podcast. My guest today is Jayant Nkola. He is my go-to AI expert. We've been speaking about AI for the last few years, in fact, and I I always come a little bit wiser out of these episode, and I hope you will do too, because we are going to talk about certain things that will help you to decide of how you should plan about implementing AI if you haven't done so. I mean, AI is changing so quickly that it's mind-boggling how the big players are upgrading, and things are getting faster. And you're getting, a, you can produce a better flow, and all that stuff that should help you to to do uh, conduct your business more smarter. But also there is some uh, th- traps that you have to be uh, aware of. And I I think that Jan's going to share some of his things that he ha- has learned by this time. So Jan Kola, just for if you haven't heard about him before, he's a technocrat with over 23 years of experience, and AI advisor for 27 companies across 16 industries globally. He's, a, he's the author of a very interesting book that you should read if you haven't done so. AI Rising, India's Artificial Intelligence Growth Story. So it's a really compelling book and I think Jayyant has a podcast about the same topic as the as book. So Jayanth, welcome and good to see you again. Samarik,
1: it's always a pleasure to speak with you.
0: Well, uh, AI is like uh, your—we are in your backyard now, and uh, (laughs) and uh, it would be great to understand a little bit about uh, companies, any companies, what they should think about when they are when they think about planning artificial intelligence, and if they are cautious about doing that, what are the steps you uh, you may you want to recommend that they should think about? Just give me a general idea, so we can get the discussion going.
1: Yeah. Even before we get into that, uh, Sam, Eric, I want to say that uh, the Social Hot Lear uh, podcast, for me, it's very uh, sentimental. And, uh, you know, we've been talking what uh, since June 2019, four and a half years now. And every year, uh, starting 2020, we do one episode uh, sometime in January or February. Right. And, you know, whatever we talk about in that particular episode ends up being the trend for the rest of the year. In 2020, if you remember, we talked about uh, the impending COVID and the lockdowns. This was, I think, in February. Right. And then right. even last year, uh, I think it was a January episode where, where we talked about the topic was that uh, it was quite a bold uh, topic. We said that uh, uh, the era of a technocrat or a technologist being the rock star of a generation is, is over. And that yeah. actually happened in 2023. I mean, you know, AI came and, and it took over, and, you know, the software developers or the technologists are not the center of, uh, uh, you know, white collar jobs uh, anymore because AI is actually writing, uh, writing code and, and the demand and the need for uh, technologists, okay, for, they've been the center of the white collar jobs and, and all professions for a good 20, 25 years, but last year it, it decreased. I mean, it, it started coming down so i always look forward for this podcast you know episode uh, in january and february and and the topic that we discuss ends up becoming a uh, you know real world trend and even today's topic you know where we are going to be talking about how companies should think about uh, their ai strategy and plan and how they should go about implementing it uh, and and uh, what are the uh, what are the key criteria that they need to look at uh, you know, I, I think it's it's very important to understand right now because, you know, uh, ever since ChatGPT has been launched in November 2022, uh, AI became a huge buzzword, right, uh, you know, and, yeah. and everyone wants to do something with it, uh, but the problem is this, they want to do something with it, they don't know what, okay, and... Uh, I keep, uh, like I said, I mean, you know, in the last five, six years, I've advised about 27 different companies, uh, from the biggest ones like Google to the smallest ones like, you know, uh, young startups across 16 industries. And even right now, uh, you know, uh, I'm advising a whole bunch of companies across fashion and apparel industry, retail industry. Uh, you know the government uh, government's implementing uh, AI platforms, okay? Um, and and I keep seeing uh, you know their approach uh, the media companies. I'm, I'm I'm advising media companies on their AI strategy So I'm, I'm seeing uh, you know how they are thinking about it and and more than anything else my biggest uh, Conversation and advice and consultants consulting to them is to think right about AI, okay? so to uh you know start the topic uh, first and foremost uh, I want uh, the audience and the people and and everyone across industries to understand that you know we are uh, evolving uh, across different generations as far as artificial intelligence is concerned right Before chat uh, in November 2022, Uh, Everything artificial intelligence was, uh, we call it, uh, you know, the traditional AI or the conventional AI, okay, or AI 1.0, right? Uh, We, the AI rising team, we call it uh, AI 1.0. What AI 1.0 was good at was it was good at analysis, right? I mean, you know, primarily machine learning and deep learning, it, it, it used to look at a lot of data. It used to look at a lot of patterns and analyze, uh, you know, uh, the trends and also basis the uh, basis the trend analysis or do some predictions, right? So, AI 1.0 was very good at analysis and then came uh, generative AI, okay? The Chat GPT, the Mid MidJourney, DALI2, uh, machines started creating. In the first generation, uh, machines were analyzing. In the second generation with generative AI, machines started creating, okay? Uh, And we are about to get into the third generation of AI in in the next six months Okay, where the machines are going to be reasoning. Okay, they're they're going to do logical reasoning. So, you know, true blue uh, Intelligence uh, machines are going to get into and that that is going to be AI 3.0. Okay, so now when it comes to companies uh, adopting and implementing AI uh, What I have observed is that the best value, uh, you know, comes at the intersection of AI 1.0 and AI 2.0 right now. And and companies need to understand, uh, you know, what they want to implement and, and why they want to do that, okay? Uh, yeah. I'm actually advising two different, uh, you know, fashion uh, apparel and uh, apparel industry companies in the fashion industry, okay, and they're like 100 million dollar companies in India. Uh, They provide uh, their merchandise to uh, the Armani's, Versace's, Tommy Hilfiger's and Abercrombie and Fitches around the world, okay, and both of them are implementing AI, right. But the way they're implementing is is completely different. Uh, Even though, you know, these are the uh, companies in the same industry, okay, the way they're implementing, and, you know, it all depends on uh, what the company's priorities are, okay, basis that you either uh, implement uh, a large section of AI 1.0, which is essentially uh, digitization, uh, data analytics, machine learning, you know, uh, forecasting uh, or some elements of uh, AI 2.0 where you actually do the design uh, using AI right and one of the companies uh, it, it depends on the company's ambition uh, and and how they want to get to right one of the company uh, and, and we've advised them saying that you know if you implement this uh, you can evolve the, on the value chain and become a technology vendor uh, to your uh, you know to your customers as well you you know you can actually start giving them uh, ai generated designs okay uh, at will and one company adopted that and and they are uh, uh, taking that trajectory whereas the other company says you know what i don't want to it, it it's a part of their strategy right we, we don't want to be that we just want ai to automate yeah. automate our processes and workflows okay
0: so so does it have to do with like the core values or or is the the core values of the company that uh, and or how does it relate I to the?
1: I would say it's a strategy, right? It's a it's it's how the management okay. thinks about it. It's how the board thinks about it. Does the board have the mm. appetite to you know evolve from the the business that they've been doing and, and the value chain play that they have been for the last many years to get to the next level? Uh, you know, it's okay. Uh, it's it. I would say it's a it's a it's a function of how progressive the company and the company's management and the board is honestly yeah okay so uh, and th- this is this is what we are seeing i mean the uh, i'm giving you an example of two companies in the same industry okay uh, implementing ai but they are implementing it for different things i mean one company is implementing it for automation of their workflows uh, plus uh, you know design uh, 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 d- their designs creation and uh, evolving into trying to become a technology company and technology vendor for its uh, uh, for its partners, uh, whereas the other company is saying, you know what, just just automate the workflows for me. So, what I have observed is that, and and we are seeing this around the world as well, uh, that that especially after generative ai has come okay companies come and say you know what just create uh, one ai avatar for us and uh, you know get get them to talk and get them to behave uh, we are uh, we we've heard we've got this uh, requirement from a from an american steakhouse okay where uh, you know they want the avatar of their cel- of their chef who is a celebrity unto himself okay to, uh, you know, sort of uh, suggest uh, the people on, on how to, uh, you know, how to uh, roast the uh, steaks, okay? But, yeah. uh, but the thing is, you know, uh, people are looking at these point solutions as far as AI is concerned, right? And they're like, just do this or just do that. Uh, but what we keep telling them is, you have to understand that AI is called a deep technology, right? Uh, yep. There's a reason why it's called a deep technology, what are the other deep technologies, you know, there's electricity, there's uh, mobile wireless, there's GPS, there's cloud, okay, and there's AI, Uh, you saying that just implement this one particular aspect of me of generative AI uh, is like saying that, you know, just, uh, uh, just put one bulb in, in one corner of my house, okay. Uh, from your point of view, I understand, I mean, you know, there's this new technology and you don't want to go all in, in terms of your investment. Okay. And you want to see, you know, whether it works or not. So you just want to start with lighting up one bulb in a corner of a house. But the thing is, you know, to even to light up the, uh, bulb in the corner of the house, we still have to electrify your house, right? It's, yeah. it's like it's like saying uh, so the the amount of time, money, and energy investment is going to be more or less the same. And you know, once we electrify your house, we not only can you know light up a bulb in a corner of your house, we can turn on your air conditioners, your heaters, your refrigerators. You can plug in your TVs and and your vacuum cleaners and and a whole bunch of those things. And and the cost and the uh, effort is incremental post that, right? So I want. Okay. Companies to understand this—that you know—don't look at. From your point of view, I understand. You you just want to test the water. You want to dip uh, your toe in the in in this AI waters and see how it how it works. But it's a deep technology. Okay, Uh, like electricity, it's it's going to activate everything it touches. Okay, so when you think about AI, think of it like how you think of electricity or how you think of. Mobile wireless you you say that okay you know what Uh, I just want to make voice calls okay the telecom company will say fine you just want to make voice calls I still have to put the telecom towers you know the cell towers I have to connect it with the with the backbone and I have to connect it with the mobile switching center uh, and and all that network layout has to be done and once all that is done guess what Uh, you know you can also make uh, data calls you can also browse mobile internet on your uh, this one which has much more value apart from just voice calls Okay, so think yeah. all these deep technologies are, are like that. So think of think of AI uh, Like electricity it is going to activate and charge uh, everything it touches how it is going to activate and charge is is uh, Depends on you how, how you want to uh, you know uh, Take advantage of it so i'll give you another example yeah. normally we get uh, sure. uh, normally we get some requirements from let's say the hr department okay uh, especially after the generative ai has come you know because chat gpt and gpt 4 uh, can you know can write up whole essays and everything so the hr department says you know what uh, build us an ai uh, uh, solution uh, both with a combination of traditional ai and uh, uh, and the generative ai uh, Using uh, where we can filter out the resumes, do the sentiment analysis, keyword search, extraction, summarization of the resumes and using generative AI, you can also, uh, you know, help us build out the job descriptions. Okay. Uh, In fact, we can actually go a step further. We know uh, we built this for a few companies where the first one or two levels of interviews are actually being done by AI, AI avatars okay so yeah. the the hr department uh, comes up with this uh, uh, requirement and and we can we can build it out for them but while yeah. we are building out this platform for the hr department the same platform can be used by the vendor management or the supply chain uh, uh, department uh, you know or the purchase department of the company for uh, Uh, you know vendor filtering vendor vendor management invoicing okay Uh, the supply chain and all the paperwork Uh, the same platform with a little tweak can be used by the sales uh, department uh, for the you know for the sales uh, funnel pipeline and everything else right now the problem is the, the initial requirement comes from an HR department so the CHRO or the chief HR officer is responsible for it and they have some uh, you know budget but we you know the same uh, solution or the platform that is developed for the HR department can be used by the sales marketing uh, and even uh, vendor management and the purchase departments as well. So. AI decision making or AI strategy and planning needs to happen at the CEO's office level right now. Okay, that's yes. another thing. As far as the companies and the enterprises are concerned, okay, uh, in, instead of individual uh, uh, functions and and functional heads, okay, uh, at the CEO's office should be closely working with the uh, with the AI. Uh, planning and the strategy and how once a uh, AI solution is developed for let's say uh, a particular use case in a particular department how very easily it can be tweaked uh, to solve another problem in a completely different use case and that kind of a uh, visibility, and the responsibility and the accountability, you know, lies with the CEO's office, apart from the board of the company, uh, and I- individual functions will only be responsible for their uh, uh, individual uh, use cases only. So that's another thing that we urge the companies to look at, okay, when yeah. uh, when developing their AI strategies and plans.
0: So, in, in one way, you already mentioned that, uh, uh, as it starts from the top, that it's actually well, and the board, about the who are talking about the core values of, of the company. And also then they will need to also look at how does the AI align with those values and find the right, right way of using. That's very good. Um, I'm, I'm kind of interested to, uh, how can we best equip the team to make most out of the AI tools and ensure everyone is on board for success? Because uh, if it's only HR department who's getting the the the, success out of this, then we have other departments say, well, why can't we be successful? So uh, could you just talk a little bit about how can we best equip the teams so everybody yeah. uh, uh, can share the success of using AI? Yeah.
1: So when you talk about equipping the teams, uh, let me talk in terms of uh, the executive teams okay, of, of companies, okay, and uh, the senior and the middle management. okay. The executive teams need to be trained on how to think about AI. The CEOs, the CXOs, the board, okay, they need to be trained on how to think about AI, how can AI be used to uh, increase the value or even play a completely different role on the value chain or grow on the value chain uh, of the industry, okay. Uh, This this apparel company that we were talking about you know just by implementing an AI platform for their automating their workflows We came up with three different uh, You know revenue models and revenue streams for them and they they're playing a completely different role on the value chain So now it's a strategic call whether they want to go for it or not right and that the uh, executive team needs to be Trained on and 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 they need to keep thinking about because AI opens up uh, opportunities for companies to be a completely different player on the value chain and open up different uh, value propositions and revenue streams and business models. Number one, so that uh, that thinking uh, the executive team needs needs to have and they need to come constantly keep thinking about that. As far as the yeah. functional leads and the middle management are concerned, okay, they need to be trained on uh, you know the evolution of the technology and the tools uh, understand that ai uh, right now is also evolving every 6 months literally to give you an example uh, in the first half of 2023 the large language models of generative ai okay Uh, they were very uh, volatile. I mean, uh, you know, they they captured um, a a consumer's imagination, but as far as implementation in enterprises are concerned, okay, they were still not there in terms of giving uh, accurate and, uh, you know, uh, consistent uh, uh, output, okay, that the enterprises could use. So in the first half of 2023, you actually... Hardly saw any enterprise uh, you know uh, products or solutions uh, using generative AI But those LLMs you know became very crisp and the hallucinations have decreased and uh, you know they became very accurate and consistent by the second half of uh, 2023 especially in the last quarter of 2023 between October and December okay a whole lot of uh, enterprises were actually developing and launching into production generative AI products okay so within six months the, uh, the evolution has happened the same thing is the the, the same trajectory uh, or the pace and the momentum is continuing into 2024. So people need to understand, okay, how the technology is evolving, the different tools and the techniques uh, are evolving and what is coming out and what is the maturity level, okay, so that they can can adopt, they can implement and they can look at the tools, okay, and uh, implement those tools. One other thing that uh, the middle management and the senior functional leads need to be trained on is also to understand that the cost of these tools are also going to decrease uh, significantly because we're in the yeah. early stages you know the the GPU usage uh, is, is very high but there's there's a lot of techniques and uh, innovation happening on the on the lessening need for lessening the GPU usage as well. Okay, So the cost of uh, AI implementation for different tools is also going to uh, come down significantly uh, every f- couple of quarters for the next uh, 2 to 3 years easily okay so those are also the uh, the things that the uh, the middle and the senior management of the company the the guys who are responsible for implementing and operationalizing this ai tools need to be need to be trained on it's a continuous journey uh, think of uh, you know you, uh, every company needs a chief ai officer and and and, and the chief ai uh, and an ai team whose job is to only keep the ear to the ground and uh, understand what the different trends and the evolution in the technology in the innovation that's happening around the world and how best they can uh, adopt it for their company's needs uh, and, and the priorities.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm coming from the hospitality and I always think about the customer experience and one of the questions I would ask any company, uh, even the companies that you work with would be that, um, uh, how will the integration of AI impact the customer experience and what measures will we have to take to ensure it ha- enhances their customer interactions not uh, or, or rather than the other way around so are those are the kind of a burning questions that also are raised in your discussions with the companies Yes
1: uh, absolutely uh, the customer experience and the customer interaction okay uh, is is one of the key uh, use cases and applications of of AI and especially in the hospitality and the travel industry. Okay, wherein we are actually seeing a combination of the conventional AI, AI AI 1.0, which essentially uh, takes in a lot of, uh, which does a profiling of the customer, okay, right, or or the guest, it it builds a persona of the customer, okay, and then uh, you overlay the generative AI, which essentially builds out the entire interaction and the engagement okay with that customer basis the basis the persona and that's that is happening uh, you know uh, we are seeing that happening extensively in the hospitality industry and cu- customer experience uh, and the interaction uh, at scale okay uh, is is happening uh, uh, in the hospitality industry i mean i i work with uh, one engineering team which have built this uh, Companion uh, uh, AI, like 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 that companion in that movie, her, right? So they offer it to different dating services uh, and even hospitality and travel industry. Uh, this one, where the AI, uh, you know, uh, generative AI uh, tool uh, takes over and has this persona and interacts with uh, with. Uh, you know, with people on the other side uh, for for extended period of time and keeps keeps them engaged. Okay, so that customer experience is definitely one of the key, uh, uh, you know, use cases and applications that we are seeing across industries.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's still, AI is still so underutilized in the hospitality industry because people are looking only at as a as a. Little bit of a tool to play around with and maybe write uh, some uh, marketing emails, but uh, go, it has to go beyond that. So I think there's time is ripe that uh, so any of the hospitality companies are looking at AI seriously and are seriously uh, bringing somebody uh, dedicated to AI on board then to talk an expert coming from outside the industry yeah. to give them the kind of a yeah. insight what they can do more in order to uh, create a better customer experience and also Maybe looking at the data—is the data accurate that they are using? Yes, you know that's a big thing, isn't it? Data. Yes, uh,
1: it's it, it's very funny you say uh, say that that bringing someone from outside the industry. Just uh, ten days back, I was uh, doing a talk uh, for the graduate students at Cornell University. Okay. as a part of yeah. their uh, entrepreneurship innovation course. And the topic was this, sometimes the best ideas uh, come from outside of your industry. And as entrepreneurs, yeah. we very strongly believe that. I mean, we believe that all innovation comes from outside of your industry. And, and I remember that you know I, I had this interaction with 90 Cornell students, and, and a lot of it we, you know, we discussed AI, and, and there were students from hospitality background, financial services background, healthcare background. Uh, they were all very interested and, you know, they all agree and, and we had a very healthy interaction conversation on how, uh, you know, uh, ideas, uh, best ideas come from outside of the industry. And and as far as AI implementation is concerned, we, appear, we are seeing that as well. And uh, in the hospitality industry, you mentioned uh, data. Yes, definitely. Uh, but with the onset of generative AI, the need for... Uh, large data, or uh, you know, as it was earlier required is, is not there anymore. Now the uh, AI algorithms have become extremely intelligent that they can learn about a person and build a persona basis, very small amount of uh, data itself, right. So that's another huge okay. paradigm shift that has happened in the AI world in the last couple of years, where the need for data has decreased drastically, Okay.
0: okay. Are there some ethical or regulatory considerations that need to be considered when you're implementing an AI uh, and how can they ensure that there's a compliance and prevent or maybe a bias? Because I always think about uh, the use of the AI. It's, it's not like an open field. You can do anything you want. I think there's some ethical and regu- considerations that need to be uh, taken because, I, because you, once you have a lot of access, I mean, you're driving your car. There's data about how you use your car, that's data about you. Yeah. You're opening your refrigerator, yeah. you take whatever your favorite uh, beverage is data also. It so there's data. so much data about you. So yes. <laughs> it's something we have, to, does a company really have to think about those things also when they, they plan their implementation of AI? There's
1: an entire um, field of responsible AI. Okay. While while we are implementing and the AI technology is evolving, okay, uh, evolve it in a way that it's both responsible and ethical. I mean, et, ethi, et, you know, making the technology ethical and you know using it for ethical purposes and using it ethically is a is a no-brainer. I mean that that's a that's a non-debatable issue, right? But responsible AI as well, right? And uh, Uh, you know that that's also something that uh, especially in the enterprise space uh, you know the companies are uh, very cognizant of it okay Uh, they are ensuring that uh, that happens okay Uh, the biases uh, the biases uh, to some or other extent are gonna creep in because at the end of the day artificial intelligence is nothing but Uh, A machine based manifestation of humans and and all of us humans are biased in some or other way, but you know, uh, we we as humans are, are uh, You know, forgiving as far as other humans biases are concerned, but as far as uh, machines and uh, you know, technology is concerned, we want it to be perfect, which uh, ideally, I don't think it is possible, okay, uh, so in the initial days, there are going to be some biases, but understand that those biases are nothing but uh, the way uh, uh, any human would uh, would act, right, I mean, if, if a general manager no. of a hotel, okay, would... Uh, would be addressing some guests, okay, uh, let's say he understands Europeans and European culture very well, okay, uh, he would uh, he would have a longer conversation with you, but if I walk in and he doesn't understand much about South Asians or Indians, he would have a, you know, uh, a shorter conversation with me, right, but, you know, uh, uh, an AI would also be the same, an AI, if it's trained on extensive amount of European data, it will have a longer interaction with you, as compared to, uh, as compared to me, so it's, it's, it's similar. Okay, so those kinds yeah, of yeah. Uh, persona, you know, biases will continue and, and, and extend, and uh, you know, to some extent, we need to look at AI as as you know as as good or bad as the humans are right now because it's it's all learning from the humans any which way, right? Uh, sure, sure. Yeah.
0: Just quick, um, because we are talking about how companies should think about when they plan. On it, implementing AI. Uh, I'm sure were, the question is also how, how to measure the success and the return of investment of AI implementation. Right. And, uh, and maybe there's a change management or implementation plan in place. What are the discussions you have with companies that you are consulting with about that ROI issue and, and also the uh, implementation plans that need to be made? And, and what time span are these plans made for?
1: Right. Uh- One interesting thing is none of the comp or most of the companies are not looking at an immediate ROI based business plan as far as AI is concerned, okay, instinctively companies and management understand that uh, this technology that's come in, okay, uh, is getting to be mainstream, it's hitting the inflection point. Uh, It can do a lot of things, but uh, if we go through the regular uh, ROI-based, you know, decision-making and and business plans, okay, we might might kill it. But at the same time, they also do not yet completely understand in their, uh, you know, uh, day-to-day services, solutions, uh, offerings, uh, where all AI can be used, okay? And that's where we go in as, uh, you know, so we we offer a service called chief ai success officer right uh, so we are uh, chief ai officer for a company out of residence right we help companies to think about you know how to think about ai and how to uh, implement uh, ai successfully okay and sometimes that that some actually not sometimes and you know, a lot of times that comes with the uh, with this uh, with the offering that Hey, you've been doing X, Y, Z things, but, uh, if you implement AI, you can also do ABC, which earlier you were not doing. And, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, you, they're, they open up new partnership models for you, new business models, new revenue models for you. Would you be interested to go into that? Okay. Uh, you know, though. It, it's literally opening up the uh, the mind and the opportunities of the companies and the management as to where they are and where they could go. Once that happens, you know, it's a strategic decision and then uh, sort of uh, road mapping and, and phase-wise implementation gets it. But most often they're not, you know, some companies are really open with uh, very progressive and adventurous and want to get into that, that role, evolve into that role, but they start off with, their immediate uh, you know solutions and they prioritize that so we build a phase wise roadmap, and typically the roadmap is about uh, you know uh, four to six quarters okay uh, of uh, of complete uh, you know AI planning and implementation and you know uh, the revenue model especially the new revenue model generation as well the first quarter goes in completely planning planning and strategy itself and then the yeah. next uh, you know three to five quarters go in implementation and business generation
0: very good so we talked about uh, what are the things a company should think about uh, when they plan on implementing ai but quickly for all the viewers I also do this as an audio podcast, so if you'd like to listen to this podcast, just go to the uh, the social hotelier at your favorite podcast channel and you can listen to Jayant and me sharing this information that we're just talking now on on video as you watch it okay, so let's get back to the topic of potential risks of implementing AI in a company and uh, yeah are there some risks uh, and uh, what they should think about uh, what should should they be be uh, careful about. Uh, maybe, Jean. could you just address sort of some burning topics that uh, the companies are uh, should be thinking about when they're, they're implementing?
1: Yes, there are definitely some risks. There are risks in terms of uh, uh, over-investing, uh, you know, in, in particular uh, uh, techniques or tools, uh, you know, uh, right up front, which could go down the cost curve or the price curve a little later or uh, or over investing uh without uh, knowing the glass ceiling of a particular technique that it it cannot go beyond beyond that uh, we've seen that in the case of llms uh, you know llms can get you only as much accuracy and consistency and uh, there's no point betting the farm on it uh, right at the uh, uh, right at the beginning so the biggest risk that i see especially for companies is uh, uh, is actually you know picking a technique picking a, this one right at the beginning and, and investing heavily into it uh, you know without uh, without facing it out uh, and without having a uh, you know medium to long term plan about it okay that yeah. i see yeah. it as as the biggest risk actually
0: yeah. How about intellectual property and legal risks? There, there might be a host of legal issues in the application of AI and then the accountability for mistakes made by AI system is, is still undetermined. Are there some issues that they have to maybe we should think about also?
1: So uh, right now when we talk to companies and advise them, we, we always uh, ask companies to look at ai as an augmentation tool okay for where you know for what the company and its employees and its workforce does okay so you know there's this concept of co-pilot in the ai space so you know ai as a technology is is your co-pilot it's it's only going to augment what uh, people are doing so as far as the accountability is concerned the accountability still lies with the humans and the workforce and the employees and the decision makers okay and uh, ai uh, will help you uh, make uh, things faster okay and and augment uh, you know what you do as a you know uh, as an employee in the company okay look at it uh, look at ai uh, uh, in terms of that instead of Completely automating uh, uh, a job and and giving it to uh, the machines and uh, um, And and also passing on the accountability right now. We have we don't advocate passing on the accountability We implement uh, AI with different companies for different use cases uh, in a way that AI is is actually takes the productivity uh, uh, And the service levels uh, to you know to a completely different level by augmenting uh, what the persons and the workforce is doing, as opposed to completely, uh, you know, uh, replacing uh, the people or the teams.
0: Yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, I, I read almost every day the vulnerability to cyber attacks, yes. where uh, companies and systems yes. are, are, uh, an AI system can be vulnerable to cyber attacks, and uh, and uh, businesses need to constantly update their. AI systems uh, with recent algorithms to tackle such threats. What is your advice to companies in the sense that they protect themselves the best they can to these cyber attacks?
1: Uh, As far as cyber attacks are concerned, uh, more than uh, the attacks on the AI systems and the AI platforms of the companies, companies need to look at how AI could be used for uh, cyber attacks. Like like automated yeah. DDoS attacks, okay? Like automated DDoS attacks, and and in the space of cybersecurity, there are uh, tools and uh, certifi- uh, you know certifications, security protocols coming into place, which are essentially uh, you know um, trying to uh, avoid these as well, and those need to be implemented. I mean, uh, AI, AI in cybersecurity and cyber attacks is uh, in, you know the the threat is more than the use of AI in automating the cyber attacks as compared to the cyber, you know, cyber attacks on AI systems.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, very interesting. Um, but also, I mean, uh, kind of uh, mistakes in AI systems can cause massive damages to a company's infrastructure and reputation, especially in critical areas like programming and coding. Uh, things that they... What do you advise companies to be... Uh, aware of in in the, what what mistake what what is the AI is able to accomplish and also what are the downside of things that we uh, mistakes that companies should uh, think about uh, when they are implementing.
1: So, <clears throat> what we advise the companies is that to look at AI as like like I said earlier uh, as a tool to uh, you know increase the productivity okay it can it can yeah. you know do things faster uh, uh, for you but at the end of the day the the decision making and the accountability still lies uh, lies with uh, the workforce and the people and the employees right so uh, we even in coding right i mean we have github uh, co-pilots and uh, uh, even in marketing and uh, you know let's say uh, ai is coming up with copy uh, copies and emails and automated emails uh, before sending the email, uh, you know one look and and read needs to be done by the marketing person or, or the person who's sending the sending the email because uh, we very strongly advocate that the accountability, the responsibility of anything that's AI generated even okay needs to lie with the employee. And right now we are actually helping companies uh, you know formulate those policies. okay you guys can use uh, uh, AI based tools. Okay, but uh, you know anything that that goes out uh, from your accounts from your mail IDs, uh, you know, uh, even if it's AI generated, you know, the accountability is yours. So you know, right now for the foreseeable future, till the AI technology and tools become extremely accurate, consistent and reliable, okay, uh, this this is going to continue and this needs to continue.
0: Yeah. I mean, just from uh, playing around with these tools for, for a little bit over a year now, because, you know, when I ask uh, uh, ChatGPT or any of those apps, something, they answer with great confidence. Yes. And you really have to read very carefully yes. <laughs> what <laughs> the answer is and, yeah. and make sure before you send it out or, or publish it that you have really read it not Got only it. once but twice because Got it. Got it. this is what i learned That's what i learned and also that when you are creating content particularly marketing and creating content using copy.ai or any of those tools that you have to make sure that you are using your own brand voice and your yes. and your whole human voice not the, not the, the ai produced voice yes. because it, the reader on the other side will notice the difference absolutely
1: Oh, no, absolutely, and 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 you're right. I mean, you know, any uh, generative AI uh, uh, created content is accurate for about 85%. It's the last 15% or some critical 15% that it's it is not, but it confidently claims, uh, confidently says it. So, so that's where uh, you know that's where it you know it it becomes a responsibility of the employer and the workforce to to correct yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, so there are, we just touched on a very interesting value, some some key risks that have to be included. I'm just thinking what else uh, we could, uh, accuracy and accountability, yeah, we talked about that. Intellectual property and legal risks, we talked about that. Uh, and uh, we talked about the cyber attacks, we touched that. And uh, and not over-investing at this point, I think, yeah. on one th- heavily, yeah, we talked about that. So I think... Uh, uh, I think we covered most bases here for today in in this episode about uh, the uh, what the companies should be thinking about when they are implementing. But I think finally, uh, uh, how long have you been doing? Have, how long have you been around w- about artificial intelligence? Just uh, uh, how many years, Since 2015, James? about. Okay, eight, so nine, that's yes. uh, that's actually very long long ago in terms of. The development AI. Yes. <laughs> now, if you would ask yourself your younger self, as it was at that time when you were starting up, what would you, what advice would you give yourself, considering what you know now?
1: <laughs> uh, keep running. Keep keep up with it.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> keep up with it. <laughs> Don't be <we> all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't be <we> all. <laughs> Great, It's been really a pleasure. And um, for those who. As you can see, Jayant is really in, uh, in tune with what's happening in the latest development of artificial intelligence and also advising uh, companies around the world. And he's also in a, in a podcast talking about these things. But if you'd like to reach out to Jayant, so Jayant, where can they reach you?
1: Uh, on my LinkedIn, I'm Jayant and Kola. Uh, and my email ID is JayantK at uh, you can I'm reachable at both.
0: Very good. Well, thanks, Jay. And this has been, a, as always, a very uh, enlightening episode. And I, I learned, as always, a lot this time. And it's so good that you reminded me that we have these episodes yeah. once a year. And it's almost like uh, looking in the, in the crystal ball. But in fact, it is. when we talk about it uh, a year from now, we say, yeah, yeah. This is what happened in in <laughs> AI. So it it seems to be like uh, we have this uh, vision of looking into the future a right. little bit, don't we?
1: Yeah, we do. I mean, uh, every every year we have this episode uh, that we do in January or February, and it sets the tone. And it's literally like crystal ball gazing. And and. Almost all the time we are, we've, we've been right. So, I'm, you know, like, like I said, that's why, uh, you know, talking to you in the early part of the year is is very sentimental for me now. We've been doing this for four or five years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Likewise. So we'll, we'll let's keep it up. We'll, we'll have so many episodes ahead of us. Yes,
1: absolutely. Look forward to Sam, Eric. Always a pleasure.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on The Social Hotelier Show. Make sure to visit our website, b Or you can subscribe to the show in iTunes or Spotify, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we appreciate rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.